Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Today, we're back. It's been a while. It's been like three weeks. We obviously have a lot to cover. I don't want to waste any time, all right? It all starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez. It is 2024 and it's been a while since we last saw each other. So let me see if I can just give a quick, you know, cover all that we've missed. All right. Um, Number one, Democrats really love democracy. They love democracy so much that they are engaging in interference. Yes, Trump has been removed, election interference, from both Colorado and Maine's 2024 presidential ballots, and the issue will be heard by the United States Supreme Court in February. Also, record numbers of illegal immigrants poured through our border all throughout Christmas break and beyond, many of them young, able-bodied men from places like China, India, Africa, and Iran. That must have been a really long walk from all of those places, and many of them being bused to the airport and being given priority boarding and expedited security, some of them being given a plane ticket with absolutely no ID. So coming soon to a city near you. But wait, there's more. Four days ago, the largest migrant caravan from last year, known as the Poverty Exodus, containing over 15,000 migrants from 24 different countries, began making its way here from southern Mexico. And, of course, we have Border Patrol agents who merely exist to fist bump these people as they walk right on in. Now, let's also not forget about the pearl-clutching, holier-than-thou conservatives who lost their minds, not at the previously mentioned completely solvable border crisis, not at Joe Biden's handling of the economy, not at Democrats weaponizing the judicial system and engaging in election interference by removing Donald Trump from the ballot, but at a calendar made by my friend Seth Weathers featuring real conservative women, such as myself, my friend Dana Lash, Riley Gaines and others. And yes, for those of you who don't live on the platform formerly known as Twitter, be glad that you missed hashtag Calendargate, where conservatives argued on Christmas Eve about whether or not it was appropriate for conservative women to, like, look pretty and feminine in a calendar that was actually raising money to protect women's sports from trans people. I saw the comments. Yes, all of them. And this is why we conservatives can't have nice things. Oh, and by the way, I know all of y'all criticizing and I know how you live your lives. And that's all I have to say about that. Uh, Moving on, we got the Epstein files, but not really. After a a tease of Epstein document dump, we received a slight trickle of information most already known, like Bill Clinton is a slimeball who likes him young and Prince Andrew is a pedo. Some unknown things like Stephen Hawking was a dirty freak. I don't know. Didn't see it coming. Harvard President Claudine Gay was forced to resign after being unable to answer whether calling for the genocide of all Jews would break the school's code of conduct and, oh, also for plagiarizing her own academic papers. The water display at Bass Pro Shops is not meant for swimming and definitely not meant for skinny dipping. We'll get into that a little later. And with that being said, I know a lot of you are anxious to know why the extra delay. Well, I can tell you this. I'm obviously back 
And there are a lot of exciting changes that are happening that we aren't quite ready to announce yet, but I promise we will soon. And when that happens, this show might look a little different. The intro song might sound a little different. Actually, who am I kidding? Hopefully a lot different. And it's 2024. We're in an election year. Buckle up because it is about to get insane. Did I miss anything? I think I will ask my guest today, Stu Bergier host of Stu Does America, and Pat Gray, host of Pat Gray Unleashed. And I have to tell you guys, I am so happy to be back with you guys, my first day back on 2024. And I was like, I got Pat and Stu, this is gonna be easy. <laughs> so did I miss anything? Um, yeah, you forgot to give all the details on all the changes that are coming. You just said that they're coming soon, but she didn't say exactly what they were, Pat. Did yeah, you notice I, that? I, yeah. I don't I, know what they I are now. Know. Yeah, so just say all of them now. I. No. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, oh, how about all the different names of the people that you clearly want to murder about the calendar? <laughs> I want <love, laughs> that. We didn't get that. No, we didn't get that. I, I, yeah, you know, just some turncoats, but it's fine. <laughs> um, so I, but really, there were so many things that happened um, over the break. I, maybe you guys just tune it out and are just like, I don't care. But there was so, it just felt so odd that there were so many things that happened that I was like, I, I need to go talk about this and where yeah. I can't. Because for those of you, I know you've got a bunch of you were bitching. What you don't realize is that we like to give our crew actual time off at the end of the year because we have such a crazy production schedule. So I could have come in, um, but I would not have been able to do the show if I wanted to, because that's just something that we do because here at Blaze Media, we prioritize um, family. So um, I, we, I couldn't do it if I wanted to. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned, uh, it's funny because when we were on uh, vacation, and by the way, I don't, you know, I don't care at all. Like you guys can, li you can listen or not. The crew, I don't care about the crew. I don't care about any of them. Um, I care about myself uh, and uh, being home on my own. Um, and so I'm home and I really do try to, to hit this standard of not paying attention yeah. at all. Like I don't, I try to, I deleted all my social media apps off you my did? phone for the whole vacation. Wow. Uh, I tried not to listen and to the extent that I got a call in the middle of um, uh, vacation from an executive who, who works here, a text, and he's like, hey, like, the Trump thing happened with the, with the he's being pulled off the ballot here. Um, you know, you have a fill-in host on radio. Can you call in and just do an update on this? Day? And it was the first I had heard oh, of it. No. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, I, not only can I not do that, I have to now look at the story to like understand what is going on. I had no connection. I, and like, I think that, it, look, it's important. Um, to to do that to give yourself a little bit of a mental break, not everyone goes that extreme, but I, I do think it's important. And then you spend the last few days getting all caught up doing essentially what I, I wish your monologue existed because then I would have just all been <laughs> caught up on everything. Um, but that is, you know, you started it with the the um, the pleas for democracy, and I just find it to be mm -hmm. so infuriating, mm -hmm. right? Like. It's mm -hmm. constantly under the same structure. The structure of we love democracy so much, we won't let people vote for their chosen candidate. <laughs> it's so <laughs> insane. And it's what. Wait, I, are I, you saying that's not what democracy is? I, I thought I knew what democracy was, apparently not. And it's one of those situations where 
there's a gaslighting process going on that is so extreme that they won't even bring that argument up. Yeah. They won't even say, well, now look, I know it might seem a little uh, hypocritical to say we love democracy and pull them off the ballot, but here's the reasons why. They don't even address it. They act as if it's blatantly obvious that the Republicans shouldn't have a candidate in this wonderful democracy of ours. And I, I think that's a, that's a bit of a problem. Not only that, but I don't want to disappoint anybody. We're not a democracy! <laughs> We're not a democracy! <laughs> I can't take it. I can't take the democracy crap. We're, I, I don't care what happens to democracy. We're not one. We are not, not a democracy. <laughs> who was the, who was the, was it a senator? Gene Shaheen. Yes! From New Hampshire. Uh, said that uh, she was quoting Ben Franklin, and it was after the Constitution was settled, and a woman asked him, supposedly, this is legend anyway, a woman asked him, hey, Mr. Franklin, what, what did you come up with? And he says, a democracy, if you can keep it, which, of course, he didn't say. <laughs> he said, a republic, if you can keep it. Because that's what we have here. <laughs> that's what we have. And being a founding father, he knew that. Mm -hmm. But our senators, U.S. senators don't even know. Or do they? I, yeah. I think it's all part wonder. of the plan to try to get us used to that term. I agree. So that when they make that change, and they're trying desperately to do it, uh, to bring about democratic mm -hmm. socialism, that we're comfortable with it. Mm -hmm. And man, they are pounding it yeah. into our brains right now. I agree. And I, I, I agree with you that it's intentional because it they have been repeating it, it. It seems to be one of their talking points for the last couple of yes. years. They've yeah. intensified mm -hmm. repeating it over and over and over. Uh, Biden over the weekend on democracy, democracy, democracy. We're not a dem Can somebody stand up in power, right. a Republican maybe, and say... Could you guys stop calling this a democracy? That's not what this is. Maybe set this record straight a little bit, but they just let it lay. Yeah, I mean, look, there are elements of democracy inside of our republic, right? Yeah, and yes. those are, are important. Yes. And when they, one way to not have those elements of democracy is to have only one candidate on the ballot and the other guy yeah, get thrown off thing. of it. That's, that's a very bad thing. That's how you really? kill that democracy. Right. But I will say there's been a couple of intentional things. I think democracy is one of them, as you point out. I think uh, two others that had to do with this weekend, with the uh, January 6th, which I believe was the day that democracy almost died, <laughs> right. uh, according to the media. Um Two things they did with that particular date. One was to never call it the QAnon riots, never call it the, mm -hmm. even the MAGA riots. They specifically called it January 6th. Why? Because they wanted to turn it into this fabulous anniversary they could celebrate every single year and get mileage over it over and over yeah. again. I mean, we have like dates like 9-11 that, you know, uh, that we every single year are, are, are memorializing well, in some way. They made this bigger. Yeah, they, bigger than 9-11, right? It's mm -hmm. the worst thing since the Civil War, as we yeah. found out. Yep. Um, so they want that. The other thing they did is they immediately, instead of calling it a riot, called it an insurrection. Right. And they, that it all, uh, uh, yeah. From the very beginning, and a very specific reason for doing that, because they knew in four years they would be able to go back to the Constitution and say, insurrection's in there. Mm -hmm. We've been calling it an insurrection. Mm -hmm. Don't you remember that? We need to pull him off the ballots. Again, another step to try to destroy the democracy we have inside this republic. And look, even if it was an insurrection, which it wasn't, it clearly right. was not, uh, Donald Trump has been convicted of nothing. No. Right. So you can't be taking him off ballots even if it 
was insurrection. He hasn't been convicted or of charged. that. Or charged. Or mm charged, -hmm. for that matter. So what are you doing? How is it possible? Hopefully, the Supreme Court will bring some sanity to it. So I, so I want to, let's talk about the Supreme Court. And we'll, uh, we'll probably end up getting into uh, the news of the day stories um, after the first break, I think. Um, but so the Supreme Court, like I said at the beginning, set to hear it in February. But one of these primaries, I can't remember if it's Maine or Colorado, is like March 8th. Which one is that? It's uh, Colorado. Col okay, so Colorado, the primary is March 8th. So they're going to have to decide very quickly. They've already gone to print, I think, with the ballots. Yeah, that's uh, true. It was Friday. Really? Was yeah. yeah. Now, so the environmentalists <laughs> have already printed perhaps, yeah. possibly useless ballots. If you have a Boulder area kinkos, uh, you're going to get some <laughs> real business last minute uh, in Colorado. But how confident are you that the Supreme Court, I mean, it seems like such an easy case, but seems I just, like but I don't, I, I have not, even with Trump replacing the justices that he did, I don't think I've ever felt confident yeah. about any Supreme Court decision. I feel, a big one. no, I think that's true. I feel pretty confident. I mean, I am not, I've noticed this about myself. I was thinking about this the other day. I'm not operating as if I live in a country in which one of the two major candidates is going to be thrown off the ballot. If I was, I would be more freaked out than I am. I, I mean, I think if that happens and they actually pull this off and get him thrown off the ballot, I have no idea. The chaos, I yeah. think, is real a real possibility. Um, so I'm not acting that way, I think, in my real life because I don't think it's going to happen. I think uh, the Supreme Court will be will hit the sanity levels on this and it should work oh. out okay, hopefully. Again, it's hopeful. And again, how many times have we had this conversation where it's the Supreme Court as the very last backstop to uh, utter collapse in some way. Right. That's a scary place to be. Eventually, this won't work out for us. Um, but the one thing I think is important to note on the, on the um, primary stuff is the primary stuff is like, there's not even a guarantee to the American people you get to vote in a primary. This is something essentially these parties make up. Mm. They make up a process in the states to uh, allow people to vote. Utah has a really weird one, right? Like they do it at the convention. There's all sorts of different ways this can happen. So worst case scenario, if you happen to be a big Trump supporter, like he's not going to be on the ballot. Um, first of all, if he's winning by then, he probably won't need Colorado to win the nomination, number one. Number two, the Colorado Republican Party can modify their system if they believe what is happening to them uh, out from the outside is unfair. The bigger issue is the general election. I mean, that is a totally different story. Yep. Um, if Trump is going to win this uh, nomination, he'll win it with or without uh, this decision in this particular state, uh, even with Maine as well. I, I, you know, the Republican Party will change the rules, essentially, if he's going to win. Um, that's not a great way of going about things, but it's the general election that this really makes a difference. I mean, there's a possibility that in this situation, if the Republicans have him as the nominee in you know 25 states and the other 25 pull him off the ballot, obviously the Republican can't even win. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I doubt that's going to happen, though. I do think the Supreme Court will get this right. It seems like a, it was a fringy legal theory before all of this, and the fact that it's so overtly partisan with a right-leaning uh, Supreme Court we should be okay. But fingers crossed, and I hate having you have your fingers crossed for the future of your country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's a problem. Uh, it, if it does happen, it, all bets are off. Yeah. I, I think you're talking civil war at that point. I, I, I'm really concerned about what would happen if the Supreme Court doesn't, you know, mm -hmm. take care of this once and for all and make it a pretty general statement uh, so that 
it includes the general election as well. Um, you can't be taking him off of ballots just because you don't like him mm -hmm. and you don't like what he said or did after after he uh, lost in, in January 2020, uh, actually lost in November, November. of 2020. Uh, so uh, I'm keeping my fingers crossed, saying my prayers, yeah. hoping and praying that uh, they make the right decision. Well, uh, I hope we've made everyone feel really optimistic <laughs> about the future. And if, if, if you think that that's all of the bad stuff that's going on, it's not at all, because we've got more stuff to cover. And we, we will get into that after the break. We'll be right back. <laughs> Let's get into more good news about our democracy. Mm. That doesn't, that is not. The democracy that was not. Uh, so De Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin uh, apparently was hospitalized due to complications following a recent elective medical procedure. And uh, the deputy, Hicks, um, Kathleen Hicks, was kept in the dark apparently about, the, about his hospitalization for days. And I want to play, um, this is just like, he's hospitalized. I mean, he's defense secretary. Nobody knows what's going on. Nobody knows he's hospitalized. I want to play uh, Anthony Blinken saying he had no idea of the situation, even though this is, of course, the man who's currently in the Middle East assuring everyone uh, that the situation there is under control. And, but, but don't worry, I have no idea that the, you know, SECDEF was completely incapacitated and had to pass his, uh, you know, all of his responsibilities on to someone else, watch. With uh, regard to Secretary Austin, um, I wasn't aware of his um, uh, medical issue. Uh, in fact, I, I talked to, to Lloyd last weekend uh, before this incident, um, and I know that he's put out a statement addressing it. <clears throat> I also want to play the White House press secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre, who is, um, this is an audio exchange, and she's just like, um, look, I, I don't know, we, you don't know, we don't, there's, it's just, Joe Biden says you don't need to be concerned, and that's that, and so don't be concerned, all right, listen. Should the American people have confidence in Austin given his lack of transparency, and then also, do the American people need to be concerned about a lack of transparency for the president given this lapse? So I want to go back to Austin's statement um, a couple of days ago where he has um, taken responsibility. Yeah. Uh, and so I think that's important. So I would point you to that. And I will just reiterate that the president uh, has complete confidence, continues to have confidence in Secretary, uh, in Secretary Austin. And, and um, as the admiral just stated, I think the number one thing right now is for him, uh, we want to see him back at the Pentagon, get well and back at the Pentagon. And I'll just add one more thing, is that the president, uh, as we have uh, shared, the president uh, spoke to Austin, uh, Secretary Austin, uh, on Saturday. They had a very good conversation. And, and again, you know, the president appreciate uh, Austin's statement uh, and taking full responsibility here. And I think that's what, that's what matters, is him getting back to, to the Pentagon and taking full responsibility. No, I don't think that that's what matters here in this particular situation. But don't worry, you have Joe Biden, the walking vegetable, mm. uh, saying that, well, he's talked to him and he has no concerns. So therefore, don't worry about it. It's a fascinating story, isn't it? I mean, I first of all, 
it has to be a transition, right? The guy's, yeah. he's turning into a woman. That's, that's what, yeah. that's what, yeah. that's, that has oh, to yeah. be, that'll be a great ending to the story. And then we can have a big controversy as to how dare he say that's elective. Um, <laughs> but that's, that's around the corner. Now I'm imagining Lloyd Austin in heels and I, I didn't really want to do could, that. It's a decent looking lady, <laughs> I, I gotta say. Um, <laughs> it's a fascinating thing, right, to watch this happen. And um, I, what I found to be, there's a hundred ways you can go on this, right? Like what are the actual impacts on this? We've got multiple fronts of war that we're in the middle of apparently fighting. Um, but what I was fascinated about is I talked to a couple different people about this and both of them said the same thing, <laughs> which was, you know, I can understand not telling Biden because, you know, he's obviously out of it. But, like, can you believe they didn't know the other people in the administration didn't know? And I was like, my mind was blown by that. We've now come to a point where we are so mm-hmm. used to the president being completely incoherent. We just assume it's fine that he would not be told the defense secretary was in ICU for multiple days and someone else was in charge. But... I couldn't really disagree with the mm-hmm. with the concept. It is really disturbing, and uh, I mean, Austin should be. I mean, he's got a. There's a bunch Wired. of problems I have with him, right? Like he yeah. should be removed, um, you know, for other things as well. But this is really, really like really bad, completely unacceptable. The very basic part of your job, other than screwing up a bunch of wars, has to be letting people know if you're actually at work. Like, you know, when I go on vacation, I put the little, like, auto response on there, and it says, hey, I'm not here. Contact my producer if you really need something. Uh, I'm a nothing. I'm a nobody. I, no one cares if I'm actually here or not. Like, this is the Secretary of Defense of the United States. He should have more than the alert message that I, I'm not in the office right now. Yeah, but it's not like there's any, like, conflicts going on right now that <laughs> we right, may need him. Yeah, I mean, don't worry. It's great right now. We're being run by nursing home residents and kindergartners. These are the worst people who have ever been in charge. It's not just Biden. It is all of them. It's inconceivable, really. And the Princess Bride uh, comes up because I keep using that word. I don't think it means what I think it means. Because I use it every day. But every day there's a new reason to use that word. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really hard to believe. Banana Republic doesn't even do it. I mean, that doesn't describe what's going on right now. It's so <laughs> incredible. How do you not? Of course, maybe he informed Barack Obama so the real president did know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's yeah, possible. That's a great point. Yeah. That's the only solace I have is that the actual president knew. Well, just get ready because it's going to get way worse before it gets oh, before it gets better. Well, I mean, it might not get better. Oh, so okay. I'll, I'll leave you with that part. That wasn't a positive. <laughs> no, yeah. it didn't seem like it. Um, okay, so I want to move on here uh, to this next one. House Republicans released proposals to hold Hunter Biden in contempt of Congress after he, of course, defied the subpoenas that were issued to him last month. He declined to to appear for the closed door deposition. Um, and it was this was a bizarre one too, because it wasn't like he just didn't show up in DC. He did show up in DC, but he went and delivered public remarks in DC that he only wanted to testify at a public hearing. He only wanted to be in public as if the transcript wouldn't be released and we wouldn't all be able to see what he said. Um, so you gotta wonder how much of that was his attorney going, okay, look, they're not gonna do, they're not gonna do a public thing. It's gonna be chaos. If you hold to that, maybe you can get around it. But apparently Republicans are now saying uh, they want to hold him in contempt of Congress. And Jim Jordan is saying that he could face uh, a year in jail 
for this contempt of Congress. Um, it's just fascinating because I, I just, nothing means anything anymore. Like right. the, pre the, the president, the commander in chief title doesn't mean anything anymore. It's just, mm -hmm. it's just, we don't know who it's run by. We assume as Pat said, Barack Obama, <laughs> um, you know, you, you issue a subpoena to Hunter Biden, to anyone really, and say, we, you need to be here. This is a very important investigation that we have and don't. we need to talk. They just don't. Whatever. And I read this story and I'm like, I don't actually think anything's gonna happen. Of course not. Nothing's gonna happen. Uh, Jim Jordan said it himself. It's gotta come out of committee, then it goes to the full house. Then if both of those things happen, which I doubt, then it goes to the Justice Department where the Attorney General decides. <laughs> Merrick Garland. Are you kidding me? Right. There's right. no chance anything's going to come of this. Right. Not right. a chance. Right. And it's like I have spent my whole life not understanding how the rules work. Like uh, if Pat does not show up to one of the 19 hearings he currently has scheduled for speeding tickets, <laughs> there will be legitimate consequences for one of those things, right? Like, like I'd it, go to jail. Yes, you go to jail. You have yeah. your license suspended. Something would happen. You could find something would go on, right? I, I, you know, I've always felt the reason, I mean, one of the reasons you don't break laws, right, is because there's consequences to right. that. I didn't know I could just go around and have hookers and crack and stealing money from people. And I didn't know that was a, mm -hmm. on the table. I kind of thought you weren't allowed to do that stuff and then you'd have consequences. And I've tried to avoid those consequences. Hunter can do all of it and not get the consequences, which mm -hmm. is really, I mean, I guess that's the sweet spot in life. You, mm -hmm. you get connected enough and you're able to do those things and never have to pay for them. But I didn't know that was available as an option. <laughs> Apparently Hunter has that. You know who else it is available to? Um, the illegals that are coming through the southern yeah. border. Yeah. Oh, man. You all, I, I was talking to a friend who, has, um, who lives here um, but has a family member who is still in the U.K. who, ha you know, they're doing it the right way. And so it's taking forever. And I was like, well, just tell him to book a trip to Mexico, <laughs> yeah, right. spend some time on the beach, and then yeah. when he's done, just walk right on over. It'll be fine. Find asylum from Cancun. I yeah. mean, Cancun's so oppressive, you can then just trot across the border. That's, it's a great point. I mean, I just, maybe you should try well, it. And you mentioned, it. Uh, you know, what, what, what did I miss while I was gone? Another yeah. thing we did not discuss is that California decided they're going to give free health care to 700,000 mm. illegal immigrants. Mm. Think, I missed that one. Think no. about this. I mean, think about if you're a small business owner who can't afford insurance and you're walking on this line and you're not sure where, what, what happens if you have a real um, uh, bad health outcome. And yet illegal immigrants are coming into your store and they have full health care from California, and I will point out, if you go back, and we've mentioned already Barack Obama in this break, and reverse time a little bit, when Barack Obama was doing the State of the Union, and um, one of the representatives yelled, you lie, uh, from the, it was a big story at the time, yeah. um, that was what it was about, that illegal immigrants would get free health care from the government. That was what the, Barack Obama said it could never happen, and yet, here we are. It was in the platform for Hillary Clinton in 2016, and here we are with a reality in California right now. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah, well, but don't worry. Um, I know we got to go to a break, but don't worry because Joe Biden is, you might think that he's not doing anything to solve this illegal immigration crisis. Yeah. Well, you would be wrong because okay. he is sending tens of millions of dollars to Latin American countries for programs that address the root causes of oh. illegal immigration. Oh, good. <laughs> That's good. Gosh, I, feel like, I feel weird about worrying about it now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you should. Yeah, should yeah. Really I, I mean, it, it was so.
That was stupid. That was of you. stupid. That, that was stupid. I should have known. No wonder your name is Stu because yeah, that you. was stupid of you. Thank you. Okay, so okay, I we do have to go to a break, but I do want to play really quickly. Um, I want to play Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, big viewer of the program. I think she's my my biggest fan, actually. Um, her two cents on how to solve uh, the border crisis. Watch. From all parts of the political spectrum, one of the biggest issues that we have when it comes to immigration is the fact that we have an undocumented population. Mm -hmm. Now you can fix that by trying to build a wall, or you can fix that by trying to document people and create a path to citizenship. might say, look at these systems, you know, that our shelter system has weight and things like that. But one of the reasons that our public systems experience weight is because people don't have a documented and reliable path to work and sustain themselves, just like all of our ancestors did and our and our grandparents and great grandparents. And when you run out of land, just build more land. <laughs> Coming soon from AOC. Uh, we got to take a break. We'll be right back. So is she the host of The Daily Show now? Or was she the interviewee? Was she being interviewed on that show? She's being interviewed, I think. Who's the host? I don't know. BlackRock who went from 10 trillion assets under management down to just over 9 trillion, plans to <laughs> announce layoffs. This is gonna be 3% of their workforce, which uh, amounts to mm -hmm. 600 employees. Um, and this will happen in the coming days. Now the decline in assets also came as BlackRock, of course, as we've been talking about on this show, on this network uh, for a very long time, they embraced ESG investing, which is going to direct investment dollars into companies that are trying to do things like reduce their carbon footprint, uh, make sure that they have boardroom diversity, you know, obviously things that you would go, oh, well, they're definitely making money. I want to invest in them. And um, so I want to play BlackRock's Larry Fink. I believe he is the CEO uh, <laughs> talking about just this is an oldie but a goodie talking about trying to just force people into ESG by using the methods that I just discussed BlackRock using. Watch. Behaviors are going to have to change, and this is one thing we're, going to, we're asking companies. Uh, you have to force behaviors, and at BlackRock we are forcing behaviors. What we are doing internally is if you don't achieve these levels of impact, it, your compensation could be impacted, okay? You have to force behaviors. And if you don't force behaviors, whether it's gender or race or just any way you want to say the composition of your team, you're going to be impacted. Yeah, that was the shot. And the chaser is that um, they have now been de-emphasizing their ESG business um, in the United States because this has been the result of that. And I hope that um, we gave a lot of bad news at the beginning. I think this is good news. I mean, it's not perfect. It hasn't solved the problem, but it just goes to show you if you stand strong. I mean, money talks in all sorts of ways. And um, if you're going to diversify your portfolio by using ESG as a, your method, you're going to have some very unhappy people. So uh, um, is it, am I being too optimistic? 
Well, look, we've all lost a trillion dollars here and there, right? <laughs> Everyone's gone through a process. I do. I feel like every day. Every it starts day. to add up to real money. It can. While it, it can time. happen. Yeah. It's amazing. I mean, and it's it has to be. It's a real risk of this stuff. I mean, you're not supposed mm-hmm. to be. You're not supposed to say the quiet part out loud like he did in that in that clip. You're not supposed to go that far. But it is interesting because uh, we've seen a real decrease in ESG-related funds. That has been a real thing. It, you, um, in the headline of that story, it mentioned also the B- Bitcoin ETF, which is supposed to come down this week. They're heavily involved in that, trying to get uh, a way for traditional investors to be able to in- invest in Bitcoin. And again, Bitcoin, a couple of years ago, was shunned by the ESG community because it was so, so energy-intensive and so uh, it wasn't green enough. They wanted to get rid of it. Now, BlackRock's in line to try to take advantage of all of this. And it's one of the reasons why, you know, Bitcoin's been going up, because there's access for these big investors to actually get into this. So it's interesting. They do seem to be following the money. You wouldn't be all that surprised when it comes uh, to BlackRock that they would be doing that. It's just, it's such a strange idea that you feel, you know, we... You know, I, I mean, it's like it's like fantasy leagues, right? Like you get into fantasy leagues, why? So you can make trades like a real GM, right? Like you can you can be involved and you can do these things like you're really involved in the sport, even though you're not. And it's like that's how they want to run society. They want to be able to like, you know, hey, well, we want more uh, more representation here and more of this and less of this, and we don't like this and we like this, and we should be able to control all these things because we're the manager. That's not how the world works. People make their own decisions. And if you make the wrong ones and try to force them to do things they don't want to do, they're going to shun you. Yeah. And that has happened at some, to some extent with BlackRock. Which is really good news. Yeah. We've seen this with BlackRock, who just lost a trillion dollars. We've seen it with Disney, who have had mm-hmm. seven or eight absolute flops in a row. We've seen it with Bud Light. When people didn't like what they were doing, they shunned it. I mean, we can make a difference. And that's what we've seen in the last year, is that... If you stick to your values and you do something about it, you can make a difference. Mm-hmm. And when you speak with your pocketbook, it it screams at the top of its lungs. It's yeah. better than anything else we can do. I agree. I, which really pains me that I still have not been into a target. I haven't set foot in a target. In <laughs> fact, I have a return that I needed to do to, to take to target after all of this happened. And I was like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And then I was like, I, I should go get my money back, right? But yeah. then I'm, I'm not even kidding. Every time I think about it, I'm like, well, first of all, I think my time is up anyway, because I'm sure you only have like a limited amount of time to return something. But I was like, knowing my luck, I will go in there to a, a, do a return and someone's going to notice me and get, take a picture of me and be like, Sarah Gonzalez claims she's <laughs> not shopping at Target and here she is inside of Target yesterday. Oh, I would be selling that to the left-wing blogs as soon as I knew you were going. <laughs> I'd be there behind you taking pictures, sending them over to Media Matters. Oh, yeah. We'd get well, that done. So I want to play when it comes to um, all of these ESG, DEI initiatives. Um, I want to play here Google their DEI leader, because yes, of course, in these companies, they you have to have a DEI. Do we have a DEI leader here at Blaze? I think it's Pat. <laughs> yeah, it, is, uh, it is. You just scream DEI, so I'm glad that it's you. So this is Adrielle Parker, who is apparently like really upset that um, that parents are teaching their kids like not to judge others based on their skin color, which I was told was racist, but I guess she she's mad that there isn't more racism. Watch. In the year 2023, it also amazes me how many people are like, well, I don't see color, or it would be so much better if we just didn't worry about someone's skin tone. Mm. You as an individual are contributing to the problem because our broader society 
sees color and it's not just physically seeing a color. There is so much more to it than just that. And if you don't understand that, you are again part of the problem. And it's just to keep telling people that over and over is so frustrating. And I was just on TikTok and there's (laughs) a trend where parents are teaching their kids not to see color, quote unquote. And I'm like, okay, so the next round of people that are going to be joining our workforce, this next generation, are going to be dealing with the same issues that we're dealing with now. Because to say you don't see color, you don't see me. You don't care to acknowledge the struggles that people like me face. And we're not looking for problems. We're not, (laughs) you know, like... It sounds a whole lot like you're looking for problems. It sure does. <laughs> it's desperate search for the problems. Are you archaeological for? dig for yeah, problems. Right. Right. Like, I mean, it's oh amazing. no, we can't have all the whiteies teaching their kids not to be racist. <laughs> what? I don't understand. I really just don't get it. I mean, like, why would you want a world in which people judged each other by the color of their skin? It's the exact opposite of, of course, mm-hmm. what you know Martin Luther King talked about, but it's the exact opposite of what the ideal should be, right? Like, we don't judge each other based on eye color, right? Mm-hmm. Because it would be insane to do such a thing. Right? It would be insane to do such a thing. It has nothing to do with who you are or who you, what you can do, uh, what you can bring to the table as an individual. Instead, like judge people based on their individual characteristics, <gasps> not based on their skin color, their eye color, their hair color, none of that. That's all dumb. I thought the whole point of this was to realize that we could come beyond that. We could get beyond that as, as a stupid hang-up that human beings had about each other for such a long time. Like, it seems to me so antiquated to think that you should care about such things, and yet now I'm told that it's the new think mm-hmm. that we're supposed to care about skin color. We're supposed to judge people by skin color. It's insane. Well, now I know, Pat, why you are the DEI leader and not Sue. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I mean... Thank you. I knew anyway. make it clear. I knew he would. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you just you just beat out Jeffy for the role, and I think uh, you two are right on the board. Pretty line. proud of that. Last word on this, Pat. I, you know, it seems like we were there. We, I mean, not completely. No. But we were much closer to being there, where it was a good thing not to judge people by the color of their skin. That's what Martin Luther King advocated. And in large measure, I think we were kind of there 20 years ago. And then along came Barack Obama. And it has gone downhill ever since. And I think we've been pushed clear back to the 60s or the 50s um, by people like her Mm -hmm. who want everything to be decided based on skin color. I think people, you know, some people would say, oh, well, Pat, you're, look at Mr. Whitey here. He doesn't understand yeah. it. But I mean, mm-hmm. polling shows this as well. Yeah. Yeah. Polling shows, we, you know, the American people believe we had, this is blacks, whites, Hispanics, that we had much more racial harmony than we did for a very long time. And around we the time did. Barack Obama became president, it's been tanking and tanking ever since. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not positive. Um, all right. We got to take a break. We'll be right back. Yeah. That's, it is I mentioned earlier that it is not acceptable to, I don't know if you guys realize this, it it is not allowed. You are not allowed to swim in the Bass Pro, like, big water display that they have. Since when? When did that You didn't know that? No. I never hear a free new thing, right? (laughs) I thought this was America. (laughs) Um, So, I don't, did you guys see what happened in Leeds, Alabama? I don't think I did. No, I, don't I don't think, think so. I did. Now, this isn't the guy, because I saw someone in Florida who went in and caught a fish 
inside the pool mm. in a oh, net and then walked out the front door with it. That's resourceful. But that's not this guy. That's not this guy. Okay. No. In fact, you're going to wish that I didn't show you <laughs> um, a man who apparently I would agree was going through some sort of episode and uh, mm. decided that he'd just take a little dip, uh, skinny dip, that is, mm. in a Bass Pro water display. Watch. <laughs> Do you think? Yeah, I got that. He did a cannonball. Okay, there it is. I mean, I think he's just practicing his form. Wow. Oh! Oh! God, did he fall out the hole? Yeah. What? Dumbass. <laughs> well, that's a good word for it. Did he just flop out of the top of the thing? Oh my gosh! That looked like it hurt a lot. He did not look like he was getting up anytime soon. Was it? Was he on a little something there? I have no idea if he was on something or if he was just having a mental health crisis. But um, maybe he just enjoys swimming. Or yeah. maybe he was practicing his cannonball form. Right. I don't. I mean, who am I? It's really more of a belly flop. I mean, yeah. under after. That's why he's you. trying to practice, Stu. Okay, he's not good at it. That's, that's <laughs> that a good point. What I'm saying. He does, you don't have a pool. You don't live in a community with a pool. Mm-hmm. I mean, we talk so much about. You know, the Democrats talk so much about equity and inclusion and this guy is just like I'm I don't have a pool and I would like to have a pool so that I can practice and I want to practice and this is a great way to do that I'm on his side I I, I, (laughs) I should get in touch with his attorney his defense attorney they might want this I think you know this ends clearly he just fell out of a tank that fell down 10 feet onto concrete this is a lawsuit he wins yeah. Like he's going to he's he going to be the victor of this. Yes. Now, that's your new owner right there. Congratulations. <laughs> you just broke my brain. Right? Don't you think that's how this ends? It you know, has to. When someone breaks into your home, you shoot them and then you get charged with a crime, right? right? Like that's how this the world works. This guy's totally the victim of this. Why did they leave that open for him to jump into? Why did they leave Clearly such a they long drop-off? Why is the ground so hard for when he flops out of there like a fish? <laughs> and now la- the, water's, the water has made it slippery. Yes, that, yes. Someone yeah. could easily slip and hurt themselves as well. I can't believe that. That, that him falling out. Oh, oh, he <laughs> fell on a rock first, and then he just oh. slipped across. The, oh, my I God. I shouldn't be laughing, but I am. Oh. That's just a bag of flesh. Just, oh, man. Just, just sliding. That is not what you want. No, no, no you don't. Want wow, that. you're right, Stu. Right. So this story can uh, this story highlights two separate problems in America. Number one, the mental health crisis, and number two, uh, the epidemic of people suing for everything and yeah. getting paydays. Even though, like, you could have a burglar that sues because he tries to climb your fence and he like gets stuck and right. he can sue you. Mm-hmm. That's, wow. that's America today. Uh, I mean, now they're going to have to. You know what happens is they have to like put a top on top of the uh, water so people can't jump in this is or steal Bass fish Pro forever. Yeah, that's wow. what happens. Okay, but I, I do want to know really quickly how the story ended with the fish. The dude just he got one of those fishing nets, right? You know, yeah. you would like catch a fish and put it inside. He went in, he scooped the thing out. It was a big fish, like, I don't know, this long, and just walked right out and of the store got to keep and, it? and got to keep and it. And they didn't do anything? No, I don't know what he did with it. No, I don't want to know what he did with the fish. Who knows what kind of weird thing he had going on with that fish. He cooked it and ate it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's possible. We don't know what he did with the fish. All I know is he just like took the fish. you're thinking of something else that he might have done with the fish. I mean, no. the fish probably would enjoy it more than the eating. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't even know where to go with that. <laughs> I don't either. I, I'm not the people. I'm not the person stealing the fish from Bass Pro Shop. Oh, okay, I'm not. I can't. Pro. I can't speak for what, like, I can't speak for um, at what he did with it afterwards. I can't. I, I can't yeah. speak for that, but I will say that is very resourceful. 
Very, that's very all, resourceful, that's all I'm and it's probably I, easy, I, right? I'm like, a little impressed. It would be hard to catch them in a stream of that mm-hmm. fish of that size. You catch you catch them right in Bass Pro. I'm impressed. I will say there is a possibility that both of these incidents are part of an elaborate marketing campaign for Bass Pro Shops. Oh, now we're talking about how many them. times we've spoken of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we just gave them free advertisement. Mm-hmm. Yep. They they duped us. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, we got to take a break. We'll be right back. I like that conspiracy theory. <laughs> Apparently, the summit of uh, the Americas are happening, where uh, heads of state and government of the Western Hemisphere discuss, you know, policy issues, and they're like, oh, "We affirm our shared values." Blah 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 blah. Well, of course, because there are protesters at every single event ever, um, there were protesters gathered uh, to protest this, and I want to play one who, um, you know, that saying "fafo." That's that's what happened here. Watch. She's gonna get hit by a car. I cannot even tell you how much I fully support uh, the cops just like saying we're done with this. Like we're done. We're done with you blocking traffic. We're done with you stupid protesters. And we're just going to take you out. I fully support this. Oh, how annoying Endorse. it is. Like, get off her. Like, well, <laughs> get out of the street. You know, I, I don't understand. Like, she could have been killed. He yeah. might have saved her life. Yeah. yeah. Watch, she's going to sue too. Yep. Yes, and she will win. <laughs> she will win. Thank you guys for being here. See, We'll see you tomorrow and many more. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.